I encourage you to to go to a place of worship in your spirit. Amen. As the Lord would lead us, I I just feel like we need to shut out every distraction and, and, and any care, any worry that we have going on and just focus on God. Can we do that for a little bit? Hallelujah. Let's worship the Lord together. to the Lord for a minute from your spirit Jesus I praise you Jesus I praise you hallelujah 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. God, I praise you. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask every eye closed for a moment. Every eye closed. I know we got a lot of different things going on, but I, I want us to focus right now for a moment on the Lord. His presence and His Spirit is here to minister tonight. In the name of Jesus. Come on, would you just let your heart talk to the Lord for a little bit. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we bring our thoughts into captivity to the obedience of Christ tonight. We bring every thought, Lord Jesus, into captivity, into the obedience of Christ tonight. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm going to let you be seated. I want to share something with you. I was in, I think it was the seventh grade middle school. And that was a that was an interesting time of life for a lot of different reasons, um, one of which was middle school. I think middle school is one of the one of the most. I don't even know it. It's complicated and it's complex, but it's also really simple because you haven't got to high school yet, where you know life is really going to get serious all of a sudden. But you're not in elementary school anymore either where, you know, you're the babies and, and everybody's babying you. But when you're in middle school, you're kind of wondering and figuring out what's going to happen and who's that over there and, and who, who's that person and what are they going to say, what are they going to do and what are they thinking about me and a lot of different thoughts going on, even, even in the middle of classes. It's probably one of, the, one of the times that was most difficult, I think, to concentrate as I go back to it. Because, when I, again, when I was in elementary school and what I remember of those years was, you know, uh, teachers told you where to go, where to sit, what to do, and where to be. And you didn't have to worry about missing classes. You didn't have to worry about any of that. And in high school, it was kind of like, okay, we got to get serious and focus um, because I don't have a whole lot of time here left. And all of a sudden, everything feels like it's really important and it really matters. But in that middle school time in that phase it's like still kind of figuring out who we are who who am i well my mind just went back to one of my classes that i had this was in olive branch middle school this was in mississippi and i had just moved into this school it was my first year there but i i had one teacher and his class was my favorite class because to me it was so easy to concentrate in his class. It was easy to focus, and I'll tell you why. It's, it's really humorous to me now looking back. But his teaching method was turn off all the lights first. 
Turn on the overhead projector. If you remember, this is going to date me a little bit, but if you remember those, they had the light bulb and they showed on the wall. And, and literally, this was his teaching style. He had pages. I'm talking about notebooks full of overhead sheets, you know, those clear plastic sheets with the dry erase marker written on there. And he would say, okay, everyone. he was the last person to come into the room. We were all in there, time, time for class to start, and he was the last one. Good morning, everybody. Shut the lights off. He's up to the front. Flip on the projector. Page one. There you go. And he would go sit down. That was it. And we, it, we were like, okay, what are we supposed to be doing now? I mean, is, does that mean something, what he put on the, on the screen? But it, it was a full page, handwritten. And this was history. So it was facts. 1914. This happened. And then this president, and here's about his life. Oh, and he'd say, okay, one minute left. What that meant was, you got one minute to write down what's up there. He'd say, okay, page two. He'd take that one off, put a new page on, and he'd go sit back down. And that was every single day up until the time for the test. That was it. There was no talking in his class. There was no playing in his class. There was no horsing around in his class. I mean, unless you could write really fast and then you could stay quiet and just with one friend, you know, without being a distraction. And that was it. But I was just thinking that class was so easy to focus and, and concentrate Concentrate on what was, it was just one thing, a central light, a central figure, and the words on the screen, and that was all. And I'm thinking about that as we're, as we're worshiping God, and as we're here gathered here tonight to worship God, it's really easy. If we're, if, if we're not careful, it can be easy to think about, well, this is going on, and it's Tuesday. I'm still kind of in the beginning part of my week, and I got this left, and I got to focus on that. And, oh, yeah, I haven't seen so-and-so in a while, and I'm thinking about them, and, you know, don't know what's going to happen next. All of that is, a, that's just, that falls into the distractions. But when we worship and when we praise God, especially Thank the Lord that we get to be in the, in the building tonight. But as we are here, as we are here in this building, my goal, my focus is only you matter, Lord. Only you and what you want to do tonight, what you want to say and what you want to say to me and, and the fact that I get to, to fellowship with you and the fact that I get to hear from you and be in your presence, that all is what matters to me it's the focus i'm going to ask you if we can to stand again and let's just pray for a little bit longer and focus on the lord turn off every distraction every other thought and get your mind focused on god jesus in your name jesus in your name i put my focus and my attention on you tonight father you are the one true god you're the Father that speaks to us, the Father that loves us. You're the Father that wants to care for us and, and teach us and guide us tonight. Jesus, I pray, God, anoint our minds tonight, Father. Anoint our minds, cover our minds, Lord Jesus, with the covering of Your Spirit. 
Jesus, that your mind would be in us. That your mind would be in us, Jesus. The things that you thought. The things you thought about and cared about and focused on, Jesus. Let those be our mind tonight in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, I feel the Lord. He wants to do some things in this room tonight. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God, in your name, I give myself to you, Father. I give myself to you, Jesus. God, in your name, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. You can be seated, and I'm going to invite Bishop Schoonover to come and, and follow after the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Thankful to be here tonight. I'm thankful for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I have a, I have a favored restaurant in Puyallup. That uh, I, if I go to Puyallup, I'm probably going to that restaurant. And uh, sometimes I've been late leaving town and I'm on the freeway and I'm headed over there and I'm checking my watch and I'll even call ahead. What time are you folks close? Listen, I'm on 167 right now and uh, the GPS says I'm going to be there in 20 minutes. I want you to know I'm coming. Don't close. And uh, it's a it's a faux Thai restaurant, and we have uh, befriended the 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 owners actually, and uh, a couple of the waitresses there. And I was there the other day, and you can you can go into restaurants over there. They've you know got you separated and all that, but many of them you can now eat on location, and. Uh, Thank God for that. And so I went in and uh, sat down, and there's uh, one of the waitresses. She actually is from Vietnam, and so she left Vietnam with her family when she was five years old. She went to the Philippines for two years and waited to have entrance into the United States. So she pretty much grew up here, went to college, and now she's working in this restaurant. It's one of her jobs. Anyhow, uh, everybody's still pretty messed up till you get inside and go in and sit down, you know. And all employees, they have to wear masks, and it's, it's hard to communicate sometimes to hear, you know. Anyway, she says to me, so what do you think of the elections? Thank you for opening that door. So we started dialoguing. Well, now, remember what I said when I got up here. I thank God for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. So we are dialoguing, and she would ask a question, and I would give an answer. She would ask another question, I would give an answer. And uh, that went on for a while, and all of a sudden she says, I feel like I'm in church. I'm not, I haven't quoted one scripture. We're not talking about the Bible. 
But she sensed the presence of the Holy Ghost. This is who we are in the earth. The kingdom of God, the body of Christ, in the earth. It doesn't matter whether we're talking about hamburgers, hot dogs, tacos, or photai. If we are filled with His Spirit and the gift is stirred up, there's a manifestation of God through our conversations. Man, I enjoyed that. Because to some degree, all this masking up has stopped people from talking. We get into Fred Meyer and people at the start down the aisle and people make eye connection and they stop and they move over to the next aisle. You know, like you got the plague or something's the matter with you. They've been listening to too much radio. You realize there is a wisdom of the world. You realize there is the wisdom of God. The two are not synonymous. Matter of fact, the Bible says they're in conflict. We have to be careful how much of the wisdom of the world we entertain and bring into the house of God and find ourselves in direct conflict with the Spirit of God. I've been asked to come and pray for a few individuals. But those that are trying to guide society have said, I've got to stay six feet away from them. I've got to wear gloves. I've got to put on a mask. I've got to be careful. And it puts me in direct conflict with the word of faith that says if I'll anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord, that the prayer of faith shall raise up the sick. And if he's committed any sins, they'll be forgiven him. It's the word of God. And we need to participate in the word of God. The wisdom of God. Now, I got so many things that are stirring. They've been stirring for days. A couple of weeks ago, I spoke uh, in Puyallup, and I entitled it The Paradox of the Believer. There's things in the Word of God that would say that we need to do one thing, and then there's times when it seems like it actually is opposing that, or we find ourselves in circumstances in opposition and we got to find a balance. We have to find a balance. Okay? Um, I, I'm going to read to you in the book of Romans, the 13th chapter.
I've actually I've been mulling over this chapter over the last couple of weeks in consideration to the uh, letter that we wrote and sent out. I say we, it was actually Elder Hart and Elder Flowers that put that letter together and worded it very well. Before I go there, I'm going to read to you 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 13. Submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be to the king as supreme, or unto governors as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of them that do well. God's objective with authorities in the land is to punish evildoers and to give praise for them that do well. But in, as I stated in that communication that day, I've spent time in countries that Christian church buildings are illegal and the assembling of believers together under the banner of the Lord Jesus Christ is illegal. And so they call themselves the underground church. They, have, they, they speak and teach out of the same Bible that I just read to you out of. Yet they are assembling in defiance of the governor. They are assembling in, def in defiance of the kings of the land. And of course, we have to somewhere find balance in taking license of where we can do what and when. When Peter and John were in the marketplace preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God, there were those that came against them and said, do not teach in this name. You have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine. Don't speak in that name. And they beat them. But they came away from that, that experience in that scenario saying, ought we to, to, ought we to obey God rather than men? Now, We've, no, we've never really been tested in our land. Really. Or at least I, I can't see that where we have ever really been tested. The times that I have used these scriptures, Romans the 13th chapter about being submitted to the powers that be, are usually in a situation of incarceration. I have visited somebody in a jail or visited somebody in a prison and said, listen, these powers, they are working as the hand of God. They're saving you from you. You're locked up, but you're alive. Your lifestyle was taking you down a road that you may not be alive today. And so this is the framework, the only framework that I can say that I've really ever used these particular scriptures because in our country, we have not been tested. 
But I've been in other countries. I have, I have heard out of the mouths of those who have left another country and came to this country that said, Now, I know how strong of a statement that is, but these are realities. We, not, we might not be acquainted with them because of how it's been, but it ain't how it's been anymore. Things are changing, I'm just telling you. Things are changing. They're changing in our world. The dynamic and the things that are coming against the church are changing. We have to be aware. We have to be submitted to God. We have to be led of God. We need the wisdom of God. And not be in conflict with the wisdom of the world. Let's go ahead and go to Romans, the 13th chapter, verse 1. Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinance of God. And they that resist, resist shall receive to themselves damnation. For rulers, now watch this carefully. For rulers are, are not a terror to good works. They're not supposed to be. But to the evil. Wilt thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. For he is the minister of God to thee for good. But what if he isn't? What if they're no longer? What if they've moved in such a direction that they are in defiance completely to the Word of God? And they begin to pass laws that make good evil and evil good. Things are changing in our land. I don't know that there is a place to go back to. We only go forward. The scripture paints a road, gives us a path, and tells us into the future the direction that this world is headed. Never mind just our country. We're moving in a direction. And I would guess that we're going to begin to live in a constant flux. As things change all around us. The writer of scripture said that when the Lord returns, it's going to be as it was in the days of Sodom. Another writer said it was going to be as it was in the days of Noah. 
And we have watched and observed a change over our society that's been so gradual. Let's pray. God, you need to help us. Lord, you need to help us. You need to help us for the go forward. We need you to order our steps. We need to, you to lead our way. Establish our way, Father. In the name of Jesus. Establish our way, Father. In the name of Jesus. Do you remember when President Trump said, everybody go back to church? Remember that day? And then our governor came out and said, nope. So we got one authority saying one thing. We got another authority saying another thing. The mayor of Portland said, don't come here. We don't want you. Until everything started burning up. Well, still haven't changed their mind. Now they've said, don't come here. We're going to call the state patrol and the sheriff's department. So they did. And the sheriff's department and the state patrol said, we're not coming. You're not, you're not, uh, what do you call it? You're not prosecuting these crimes. We're not coming. We're not putting our lives out there. What started out being called a protest has become a riot. Does it change? You know, in a few weeks, you suppose maybe just everything's going to go like the way, back to the way they were. And, you know, kids be back in school. And, you know, everybody be back on their jobs. And we can sit next to each other in a restaurant. And life will just go on. We're already past that point. Now's the time to really pay attention to where we are and what's going on. And what is your role? What is your part to play in the body of Christ, in the kingdom of God? I can, I can remember when in large part the, the mindset of churches was to just build the mega church, become the mega ministry. Become, you know, in bright lights and names known around the world. And you think anybody's thinking about that right now? It's like it was erased in a night. Now it's like, where are we? What, are, what should I be doing? What is it that you want me to do today? This is the way it should have been. And so we're having a wake-up call. If you're under 25, raise your hand. If you're under 25, I would like for you to come up here and stand right across this front. Face in the front. And I suppose you should stand six feet apart. 
I'm kidding. You're under 25. Are you over, over 25? Holy cow, how'd that happen? All right, under 30. If you're under 30, I want you to face front, but back up a little bit. Back up, just back up to about there so somebody could walk across in front of you. Thank you, thank you. You have a lot of life ahead of you. Your lives are going to be different than mom and dad's life in, in some degree just because things are changing. I can look back and remember the, the world that my grandparents lived in doesn't even compare to today. And I remember them worrying, you know, about their kids. Oh, my goodness, our world is changing so much. This is back in the 50s. Our world has changed so much. Women are voting now. No, I'm kidding. But they worried about their kids. And I remember as we begin to have children and we begin to entertain the ideas of, wow, what kind of, our world has changed so much since our parents and our grandparents. What kind of a world are our kids going to grow up in? This, every parent says this. But you know what? God prepared me to live in the generation that I've been living in. And God will prepare you to live in the generation that you are living in. But I want us to pray. I'd like for the elders to come. I think we've even got some oil here somewhere. Why don't we stand in agreement here tonight for these relatively young people and pray for them for the days ahead and the generation that they've been called to. I'm 62 years old. I've never seen the significance of the ch I mean I've, I've never seen such significant change come upon our world as I have in those in this last year an accelerating ahead in God's time clock could we begin to pray right now for these and we're going to anoint them with oil lay hands on them in the name of Jesus father we stand here submitted to you today in the name of Jesus. You know of the days ahead, the years ahead. You know the things that are coming upon this earth, Father, that we live in. In the name of Jesus, I pray, let there be a preparing. Let there be an anointing. Let there be an anointing, Father, for the hour that they walk in. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah.
Hey, to break every chain. 
been musing over these scriptures in Romans the 13th chapter and really ever since a few weeks back when I ministered on that message and uh, so I called Bishop Wright today matter of fact I got off the phone with him just before I got here and we were in full agreement I, sh- I told him what I was seeing and, and the way the way I was seeing it and he said absolutely so I just want you to know I am submitted and I think it's important to know in the word of God because things that may have applied at one time they're depending on situations they change and it was only because of my experience in in other lands especially China that I realized they can't apply this scripture the same way that I can apply it. They could not. No. And this is why there are millions of underground churches in, in China. Let me tell you how privileged we are. I went into meetings, small group meetings, that... The gentleman that I was traveling with, when we walked out of there, he said, we won't be able to get back to these people for two years. You're kidding me. He said, no, the the need is so great in this land. And there is a coordinated effort that involves many people that did the planning so that we were in a meeting every day, every, every day and every night, a different group of people. And those people would not receive pastors. That was the deal. There was literally people that flew across the country to attend a house meeting. Because there was going to be a pastor there. And they would not have that experience again for another two years. You understand? We can't identify with that. We struggle to identify with that. When I came home from that, it had so adjusted my mind buildings were not a factor signs are not a factor names were not a factor in other words they did not share each other's last names to keep each other from becoming persecuted you understand how do you see how different that is for us here when we feel like it's all about making a name and making some kind of a you know And they hide every day. But I saw the miraculous there like I've never seen anywhere. If people needed a healing, they got a healing. If they needed the Holy Ghost, they got the Holy Ghost. It didn't matter where we were. It didn't matter what was taking place in that environment. Now, I'm telling you, we are moving ahead into some things in this land. Things will continue to change. 
Let's keep our hearts right. Let's keep our priorities right. Let's keep our priorities right. Elderflowers. Can we all pray just for your standing? I want you to pray right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, my spirit is open to you. My spirit is open to you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we need your power. Lord, we need your anointing. We need your spirit. In the name of Jesus. Lord, in your name. We can do all things through Christ, and without you, we can do nothing. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Come on, just yield yourself. Yield yourself to the Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God, in your name, we need you, Father. We need you, Father. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. I, w- I want to share one more thing with you where you're standing. My mind went back to a time when my wife and I, we were in a, in a room with some other ministers and, and uh, we had a couple of guest speakers just speaking to the room. And um, one of the ministers made a statement. And as soon as he said it, there was an immediate witness in, in, of the Holy Ghost of what he said. And I remember it because we were, I don't even remember how we got on this subject, but we were talking about uh, submission to authority and then rebellion to authority. And what, what this minister said was, rebellion is a recruitment spirit. I'll say that again. Rebellion is a recruitment spirit. And what that means, we know the scripture says rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. It is a sin. It is it is evil. If it's of evil, it's not of God. And and it is it is a spiritual nature to this act and in, in this spirit of rebellion. But the recruitment part of it means it's gonna go around and see who else can I get? Who else can I can I attach myself to? And this is the importance of who we fellowship with, who we align ourselves, who we allow to speak into our spirits. I'm telling you what, friends, neighbors, co-workers, we have to live among them, right? I don't know about you, but I don't have any kind of secret solitude place out in the wilderness where I can just go and disconnect. So I have to be among them. I have I have to work with people and I have to. So so what I have to do is I have to know what are you under and therefore what is that going to do to me? 
Now, I'm not saying we go and we just have to, you know, try to figure out everybody's problems and diagnose it. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is we have to know this world is under the influence of every kind of evil and unclean and unruly and rebellious, rebellious spirit and nature. And just by living in America right now, you're going to come in contact with that spirit. And it's a, it's the recruitment nature of it is just looking for anybody else want to get on this train. Anybody else want to join what we're a part of? And I'll take you. I don't care who you are, where you're from, what you represent, what, what kind of ground you think you're standing. I'll just, you can join right along and be a part of this. I feel it. It's a warning from God tonight to guard ourselves from that. Amen. Praise God. Why don't you return to your seats? Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you for for being here and all that you have allowed the Lord to do tonight. Amen. I want to remind you, Sunday we will be back here again. Praise God. And Tuesday following and Sunday following. So thank the Lord for that. Amen. I'm excited about what the Lord is going to do. And really this, I feel, is just the beginning of of things that he wants to do with the, with his body and and this. So I'm thankful for that. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. One more time, let's pray. Jesus, we thank you. Father, we thank you for the things that you've spoken to us tonight. We thank you, God, for the word that you've shared with us, the wisdom that you've shared with us. God, I pray let your word be rooted and grounded in our spirit, Jesus. God, I pray let it continue to bring clarity. Let it continue to bring direction, Father. Let it continue, Jesus, to grow and produce every good work. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for it tonight, God. I claim it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. You are dismissed.